Welcome to Pulse Practice Management, where we discuss everything from billing to practice management and all things in between. We're your hosts, Sunny and Natalie, and we're here to help you keep your eye on the pulse of your practice. Today, we are starting our series, How Do I? And our first topic is, how do I know if my staff is unhappy? So we went back and forth about whether we should talk about happy versus unhappy and landed on unhappy because we feel like it's easy to tell when your staff is happy, but might not be so easy to tell when your staff is not happy. But before we talk about that, Natalie, what is today? Today is, I'm so excited about this one, National Pickle Day. Because I love pickles. I do too. I love pickles and I love pickled things. Okay. Yes, me too. I love anything pickled Mm -hmm. and any kind of pickle, like a dill or a sweet pickle or a spicy, like I like them all. There was a restaurant in Asheville that had the best pickles I've ever had in my life. And the owners grew the cucumbers and pickled them themselves and would sell me like pint containers of pickles and they were so good. I miss them. I have a funny story about pickles. I just thought about this. Okay. My husband doesn't like pickles and he will die if, (laughs) if he knew I was telling you this, but he didn't realize that pickles were cucumbers. So he likes cucumbers, loves cucumbers, but he didn't realize that pickles, like your pickles in a jar were cucumbers that were pickled. And so I had to explain it to him. Well, anyway, I just, I just ragged him about that for the longest time because that's hilarious. And this was a long time ago. I also love other pickle things too. So my friend last year for around Christmas time, um, we were just having like a dinner or whatever. And her aunt had brought, I think it was pickled asparagus. Oh, I like that. It was so good. So good. Um, but I love a lot of pickled stuff. Now, do you want a pickle fact? Yes, please. Okay. So Cleopatra attributed her good looks to her diet of pickles. Really? Yeah. But it doesn't say what kind of pickles because you know, like you can pickle anything. It would have to be the original. I mean, is is cucumber not the OG? (laughs) I mean, I guess. I think so. And then also Julius Caesar craved the benefits of pickles and he believed pickles gave physical and spiritual strength. Interesting. I guess. And gave them to his troops. You know, there probably is something to this, um, them being good for you because of the vinegar, right? Vinegar. And then I think just like a a cucumber, that's gotta be good for you too. Right. I'm definitely eating pickles today. Me too. All right. Any more pickle facts? No, no more pickle facts. That was, those are the most interesting ones. Okay. So let's move on and talk about how to tell if your staff is unhappy and not find yourself in a pickle. Right. And this is going to be a two-parter. So next week we will talk about how to get yourself out of a pickle. If you do have unhappy staff, unpickle, unpickle, depickle yourself. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we've got a, a couple of signs to look for. And first let's talk about bad attitude, bad attitude. Um, so what does a bad attitude look like at work? It can be a number of things. It can be, it can be short replies, ignoring you, ignoring other employees, being real salty. Yes. Sulky. Yes. That's a good one. 
salty, not sulky, salty. <laughs> well, being sulky too. That, yes. You can be salty or sulky. Well, I mean, yes. you can be, but you shouldn't be because that's a bad attitude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and also you said not engaging, right? I think right. I was. Yes, not engaging. You know, if you're in a meeting with your staff and everyone's discussing something and you're asking for feedback and you're asking for input on a new idea or something, and you have someone sitting there with their arms crossed, that's not a good sign. And that is a very obvious sign of a bad attitude and probably an obvious sign of somebody not being happy. But are they unhappy with their job or are they having a bad day? Good point. Cause it could be something not job related. That's, that's definitely something to make mental note of and See, Yeah. So if it seems like they were having a bad day, multiple days of the week, it might be time to dig a little deeper and see what's going on. Okay. So you said not engaging in like meetings, mm-hmm. um, just not participating in any team, anything conversations, not necessarily just a meeting, but conversations. So something else that could be a sign of an unhappy employee is along with a bad attitude, being distracted, like being on their phone all the time mm-hmm. um, and just not paying attention. Checking to... out. Yeah. Checking out. That yeah. is, that is exactly what I was looking for. Giving pushback. That's a big one. I think. I don't think that there's anything wrong with um, voicing your opinion and your concerns. And I like that. I agree. Yeah. I like that. But there's, you can tell when somebody is, giving their opinion or voicing their concern. And it's because they are not happy. I think so. I think if you come to me with an idea and I say, okay, that sounds good, but here are my concerns rather than I'm not doing that. Two different things. That's a great example. You know, I'm just flat out not doing it. So yeah. If someone comes to me and says, I have an idea how we could improve the check-in process. And I say, it's good the way it is. Go back to work. What is the difference in pushback and feedback? Feedback would be, okay, I understand what you're saying, but here are my concerns with that. Yes. And so the pushback would be like, nope. no, I'm not doing that. I like the way that we do it now. It works fine. Why change it? Another sign of an unhappy employee is missing work. So calling out or even being late. If it's somebody who is not typically a person who calls out or late, um, if they start coming in late to work or calling out more often, then that could be a sign. It could also be a sign of something else going on in their life, but it could also be a sign that they're just not happy. Yes. Missing work does not necessarily mean you're not happy. You could have any number of things going on, but if it is someone, if you are combining the not engaging and then calling out a lot, there's, that's a sign. Yeah. Especially if it's somebody who has a great track record of good attendance and then you notice a shift in their attitude and their attendance at work. You could start keeping track of how many times I have a flat tire (laughs) or the car won't start. Really? That's not a bad idea because these things will sneak up on you and you'll think, gosh, I've heard this excuse before, but you don't really have any proof. 
And before right. you know it, they've had 10 grandparents die. Yes. <laughs> like, that's a lot of grandparents. <laughs> I feel like if somebody is habitually late, then they are not caring anymore about their job. Why? Are they not happy with their job? You know, what is it? But I feel like being late is a really good tell that somebody is not happy in their position. What if they are time blind? I'm sorry. I don't think that concessions should be made for that. Um, I, there are things. Okay. There are, there are things that if, if you are time blind, time blind in air quotes, because I feel like this is not an excuse. It's not a good excuse because there are things that you can do if you know that you are time blind to help you and tools. There are tools that can keep you from being late, missing appointments. I agree. I think it is disrespectful to be late on a continual basis. It's not fair to your team. It's not fair to your employers. It's not fair to the patient's. If you are rushing in at the last minute, um, I don't believe, I want to say, I don't believe in time blind, but I know people that are time blind and yes. it's, it's no excuse. That's what I'm trying to say. There's not really an excuse for it because like I said, there are so many tools you have. Everybody's phone has the ability to set alarms. Exactly. And your calendar in your phone, you can set alarms and alerts. I have to do it for every single appointment I make, every single dingle one. So, and I'm not somebody who is habitually late. I just know that it, for me, it's important to be on time and to not miss appointments and things like that. So I don't remember things really easily. It's hard for me to remember some things. I don't remember dates so maybe I am kind of time blind, but I, I know that about myself. So I don't remember dates and I don't remember times. I have to write everything down and I have to put it in my calendar and set alerts to alert me a week before, the day before, and an hour before. And then when I, on the day of whatever appointment or whatever I have going on, I also set an alarm on my phone like for whatever time to say, Hey, you need to get ready to leave <laughs> or you need to leave by, you need to leave now. Now's the time to leave. So I have those alarms on my phone. I also set my alarm to wake up every morning. I feel like most people do that. Yes, they do. And you have to, and you're never late. No, I'm not. I mean, every once in a while I might stumble out of bed and log on a few minutes late, but I know like what time I need to be at work. And so I know what time I need to set my alarm and know what time I need to have myself ready to go. Yeah. There are way too many tools for someone to be late. And I feel like we've talked, I know we've talked about this before and it's a pet peeve for both of us. So we're going on about being late and time blind, but be on time, be early. If you're not early, you're late. That's right. I mean, that's my philosophy. That's I am, I'm a little, I guess, neurotic about being on time places. So I will get somewhere early so that I'm not late. Me and too. Like traveling, 
my oldest daughter, when she travels, she is so nonchalant and just like, oh, well, my flight's at this time, so I should probably be there at like this time, like an hour before her flight. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> girl, you are cutting it close. And she's like, it's fine. It's fine. But she's always on time. She just cuts it real close. Like she knows what time she needs to be somewhere. and She knows what time she needs to leave. She just cuts it close. Ben does that. It stresses me out so oh, bad. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> I wish. I wish I could be. Because I feel like she is so relaxed. Not as much. Yeah, so much more relaxed than I am. She's not stressed. She's like, oh, it is what it is. I've got enough clothes and toiletries and stuff to last me for however long I'm going to stay. And if I don't have what I need, I'll just get it there. And I'll be on time. If I miss my flight, oh, well, I'll get another one. I'm like... <laughs> There are two types of people in this world, that, and then us, like little balls of nerves going, oh my God, we have to leave right now. <laughs> what time is the flight? Two o'clock? Okay, then we need to be there at 10. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make sure we have time to get through security, even though we have TSA project. Missing work and being late could be signs that your employee is unhappy. All of these are signs. They don't necessarily mean that they are unhappy with their job. They could be unhappy with their life. Who knows? Right. Okay. So something else that could be a sign. And I really feel like this is a sign of not being happy in your job. It could also just be a sign that somebody's going through something, but not completing tasks. Yes. That's a big one. When an employee has a task to do, and they are sloppy with it, or they do just enough to get by. If that is not who they are as a person, because some people are just like that. Right. But if that's not who they are, then that's definitely something to take note of. Again, so noticing trends. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody that typically is someone who gets things done now they're doing the bare minimum or not completing a task or their work quality has just gone downhill. And that's not typically something, a trait of this person. Yes, that's, that's something to, hmm, what's going on? And if you start noticing errors in their work, like more typos or Let's... what else? What else besides air? <laughs> let's let's say they they forgot to um, check eligibility for five patients in one day. That's an important task that needs to be done. Why are they doing that? Yeah. And what are they doing if they're not doing their job? Right. You know, are they goofing off or slacking off? Goofing off and slacking off are different. I feel like yes. Yeah. One is slacking is just sitting there. Goofing is doing cartwheels in the hallway. <laughs> I mean, if you still can do a cartwheel. Another example is if your nurse that does the vitals on the patients and takes information, if they're not getting all the medications, if they're not taking the patient's blood pressure, if they're not doing the tasks that they are hired to do, I don't know, you know, just yeah. why do you not care? I, yeah. And 
are they not caring or are they distracted? What is it? Are they not caring because they don't care about their job anymore? They're unhappy in the position or are they distracted about something else? Yeah. So we'll talk about what to do in these situations and how to get to the bottom of some of these things in our next episode. We have a couple of more signs that you can look out for. And this next one is one that I can't stand whispering. What? So, you, don't, you don't like it when people whisper around you? I do not. It is so rude. Um, yeah. I don't like whispering. I don't like whispering really in any situation, whether it's at work or is at home. I tell you what, sometimes my girls, they whisper and I just want to know what they're talking about. And they'll tell me that it's none of my business, but I feel <laughs> really left out. It does. It's rude because if it's none of my business, then go in another room and then I won't even know you're doing it and it won't bother me. Right. But whispering at work um, and then like shushing or hushing somebody when somebody else comes around the corner. Um, oh, that is so rude. That's rude. And And what, what is so secretive that you're talking about? It could be. Hey, that manager made me so mad. Listen to what they did. Or it could just be, I am not happy and this place makes me mad. Or they could be talking about what they're making for dinner that night and they don't want anybody to know. But the point is, it's rude. It's very mean girls. It's very sus. And then conversations that look like they are secretive. Or distressing. So maybe not whispering, mm-hmm. but if you see some people having a conversation, maybe in kind of like a more of a hushed tone, but you can tell by body language and facial expressions that something is distressing or the person is not happy. That also could be a sign that they're not aesthetic being there in their job. That's true. And then they could be trying to rope other co-workers into being upset about whatever has upset them. You're trying to bring them over to the dark side. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. I was trying to think of something else. Like, you know, what, why, what does whispering bother people so badly? But that is a possibility that that could happen. It is. And I think it's human nature to vent when you're upset about something. I know I do it. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, but stirring the pot is different. Stirring the pot is different from venting. Yes. Yes. Like you said, you do it. Mm -hmm. We all do. Right. It feels good. It does. Sometimes. Um, But there is a difference in me saying to you, I have to vent. I am so upset because whatever. And me saying to you, I have to vent. I am so upset. And did you know that they're trying to do this to you too? So you better watch your back. You know, that is stirring the pot. That's stirring the pot. Yeah. So if you have someone who is stirring the pot, so to speak, that can be really detrimental to your morale, the rest of the staff. It can, I would say out of all of the signs of an unhappy employee, that stirring the pot would be the one that needs to be addressed immediately because it can do damage. Completely agree with that. Nip that in the bud. Okay. What about talking back? Staff that talks back to other staff or to management? Well, first of all, that's really disrespectful to anybody. Um, so watch your mouth. 
<laughs> Mama Natalie says. Don't watch it. Um, we don't talk to people like that. I mean, really, I don't know. Talking back is just so, so disrespectful and inappropriate in the workplace. And childish. It is childish. Immature. Yeah. Like, are we in middle school? Right. No, we're not. We are full-blown adults and should know how to handle a situation without being smarty pants. That's right. Because that's rude. It is. And before when we were talking about pushback, it's basically the same thing, except talking back takes it a step further, I guess. Pushback is just, I'm not going to do that. Or I think that's a dumb idea. Talking back is, um, it's rude. It is rude. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Please do. Because I know, and I don't know really if this is devil's advocate. I'm just going to kind of speak to the other side of things. If you're in a situation where your employer has done something or said something, questioned something to you, and it feels rude and inappropriate, not relevant. I can see how talking back is your first reaction. Definitely. I feel like it's a very normal reaction. Just recently um, with one of my kids and their jobs, there's just been some things that really upset her. And she's like, I want to say this and I want to say that. And that's very normal to feel like that you want to say this and you want to say that. But she doesn't because that's her job. This is her boss. And she has that respect for them. There have been times when... Like something makes you mad and your reaction, just your natural gut reaction is to push back or say something smart. Like that's none of your business, or I don't have to tell you that or something rude. I don't know, but you don't Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we're good people and we don't talk to people that way. Right. Right. I say we, as in like a collective, like everybody knows everybody I don't does everybody know? I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I feel like it should just be, hey, you this is your authority figure. Have respect. They might make you upset. They might make you mad. You might question things, but re- do it in a respectful way. I agree. Yes, I think you should definitely respect your management. You should respect your doctors. You should respect the owners. You should respect, but you should also respect your employees. If you are a practice manager or you're a practice owner, you should also respect your employees because they are human beings and that's just the right thing to do. Right. Everybody deserves respect. I know of a situation where someone was very rude to their coworkers to the point of hurting their feelings on almost a weekly basis, sometimes daily, and playing practical jokes that were physical and could hurt someone. Now you get into, does this person deserve respect because they are above you and they're your boss or a coworker or even under you? How do you handle that? And we're going to talk about that more in the next episode on what to do in these situations. But also, if you are the employee and you recognize yourself in any of these situations, you have a choice too. You don't have to work there. That is so true. 
Yes. If you're not happy, first of all, look, why are you not happy? Yes. Have things changed at the office? Um, you know, is, is this something that you could maybe speak with your manager about or the doctor, the owner, practice manager, whoever, and we can talk about that in our next episode too, but that's an excellent point. You have the choice. You have the choice and you shouldn't, I don't feel like you should just quit. I feel like if you're unhappy, you should talk to management and, and try to come up with a resolution. They could be unhappy about the same situation and you don't know. They may be working on fixing the situation and you don't know. So, you know, we've talked about this in other episodes. Talk, have conversations with people. It works wonders. It does. And a lot of times people don't even know. They don't even realize, like, I didn't know that was happening or I didn't know I was making you feel that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are so many things that happen because people don't have conversations. It really if you sit down and you really think about it, there are so many misunderstandings and misconceptions because people either don't talk at all or don't communicate properly. And we're all guilty of it. Mm -hmm. So it's something that you really should think about is you and I did it earlier this morning. Yep. I just was (laughs) thinking of that. We had no idea what the other one was talking about, even though if I look back through those messages, both sides make perfect sense now, but we we just, yeah. And that was also over like a text type situation. It was through our, um, inner office communication. And again, sometimes, and we've talked about this before, it's hard to convey, um, your tone over text. And it was not it wasn't our tone that <laughs> it was, that was not the issue, but tone over text is really hard to convey. Also, sometimes just writing stuff out in a text or in a written message sounds completely different than if you were to say those words out loud to somebody. And sometimes that we, makes sense. It does. And sometimes we know what we're talking about and we leave important parts out. Oh my gosh. Thinking the other person knows. Uh, my husband is the world's worst about that. He no, starts, he's not. Oh, oh you want to argue? Mine is. <laughs> he will start a conversation or he'll start a thought or a story in the middle of something. And you're like, back up. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? I have so many examples. I will not share right now. I do too. But it's true. Yeah. It, it, yeah, for sure. Um, so speaking with somebody face-to-face, can change so much the whole it can change the whole vibe of mm-hmm. the conversation so we would like to challenge you to pay attention the next few weeks and think about how your behavior and your communication may be interpreted by others around you also pay more attention to your staff are they exhibiting any of these behaviors if you see they are tune in next time when we share ideas on how to address some of these situations Don't forget, we love to hear from our listeners. If you have any stories that relate to this topic, please share. We won't share your name and details. We'll keep you anonymous, but email us at coaching at ams-nc.com. Also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Pulse Practice Management. And if you would like to receive our monthly newsletter where we cover these topics, email us and we'll add you to our list. We also throw in a fun poll question every month. Thanks for joining us. 
Bye. Bye.